Sue, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. And how are you doing tonight, Megan? I'm good. Good? I really am. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm just pretty good. Yeah. Are things calming down at work at all or still just as crazy? Uh, they're slightly more calm. We hired three new people in the past week. Wow. So I've been getting help to do my job. Like we hired a person to just do straight order entry. But in the meantime, I've also been having to train her remotely. Right. So that's <laughs> been really, it, it's going to work out. And it's going to be easier once I get through the training process. Mm-hmm. And right now she's easy to train and she just keeps saying sorry. And she's like, every time she asks the question, she's like, I'm sorry for bothering you. I'm like, you're not bothering me. You need to know this stuff. So it's fine. Keep asking questions. So, yeah, that's been my fun week. (laughs) Well, that's cool. I'm glad some of the pressure's taken off of you now in some ways anyway. (laughs) That's cool. Is it getting cold there? Because it's getting cold here. Do you have cold out there? Yes, I do. It's It got down into the 30s. Ugh. Yes. Today, it's been, we've had a couple warm days, but this weekend, it's going to be back to rain and a high of 40 on Saturday. Ooh. <laughs> Luckily, where I'm going to up north, it's going to be, you know, a high of 46 and rain. <laughs> Oh, fun. So you're going on a trip with your guy there? Yeah. Um, his parents have a cabin in the UP. Upper Peninsula? Yes. All right. It took me a while because you kept saying UP before. And I was like, I feel like I she's saying that like I know what it means. <laughs> and eventually I think I figured it out. <laughs> yes. So um, it'll be I wanted to see fall stuff and go to the Upper Peninsula of Maine. Michigan. Not Michigan. <laughs> we don't have a Look, peninsula. <laughs> no, you guys don't. So, <laughs> yes. So I wanted to go to the Upper Peninsula and see it and see the fall foliage and everything nice. before it got too cold. Yeah. And before it's all off the trees. It's so beautiful here, but it's like it's falling down quickly, too. So some of the trees are starting to look pretty bare. But man, I'm loving the colors. I feel like it's more beautiful this year than it has ever been. Or maybe I just didn't care before. <laughs> I don't know. But it's really nice. Yeah, I can't remember you talking about it this much. So maybe it is different this year. Yeah. I think I'm just starting to appreciate things more. I think I have a newfound respect for life and where I live. And the world is such a magical place. <laughs> Can you tell I'm really happy today? I'm just happy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just happy in general and I've got happy things to talk about. So are you ready to move along and talk about some running? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So how has your running been going? I did it. I did it twice this past week. So it's been going great because I did it. (laughs) I assume you mean running. Yes, I do. Thursday night after the podcast, you made me go running. (laughs) No, you said you were going to go running, and I just reminded you of that. (laughs) Yes. So you didn't physically force me, but I definitely felt like I had to, which is good. I'm not complaining at all, but 
I definitely had a couple minutes after the podcast where I was like, mm, you don't have to go. It's cold. And I was like, I just want to take a bath and drink a beer. And so I told myself that if I ran, I could take a hot bath and drink a beer. Nice. So I got out there and ran. <laughs> I did. I think it was like my goal was 20 minutes. I wasn't super. I just wanted to go out for 20 minutes. So I did 10 minutes out and then I kind of got lost coming back. Ooh. Not, I turned a street too early than the way I had gone out mm-hmm. in kind of my neighborhood areas. So when I came back, when I went to go turn onto my street, I didn't have the right crossover street because I was on, I was a street too early. So I just went a street too far up. So I had to kind of pull on my phone and check where I was to figure out how to get back home. Was it dark out? Yes. Yeah, it was. So I had my light and I had my phone on. So it wasn't a big deal. I just hadn't really turned at that street before. I kind of went the back way out my neighborhood and circled back around Mm -hmm. instead of going the way I usually go to be a little bit more safer because it was more neighborhood roads. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you carry any kind of protection when you run? I have pepper spray. I need to actually get out and carry. Yeah. Just maybe just for like your night runs or something. I don't want anything to happen to you. (laughs) My neighborhood is pretty good. So I don't worry as much. And I was on a main street before that. So I went from my neighborhood to a main street. Mm -hmm. I'm... You should be more worried about me getting hit by a car on the sidewalk than anybody attacking me (laughs) realistically. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's super residential. I passed, I think, three runners even or other people walking in the dark. So it was, I don't feel as worried about it as I have in other places I've lived. But the run was actually a good run. I felt good about it. And, yeah, I averaged 11.30 miles 11:35 per mile nice. and I uh ended up walking I hit my 20 minutes and I kind of got lost and I ended up walking so it could have been a little bit faster but I wasn't worried about it like I said mm-hmm. I just wanted my 20 minutes and then Sunday I went for a run wait a, wait a minute did you get your bath and your beer yes I did I had yingling left over Nice. And I had my yingling and my bath. Awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. And I warmed up because it was like 50-ish and breezy or so, which is cooler than what you're used to. Yes, especially this time of year. It had been warm. Mm-hmm. But there was no rain, so I did that. And then Sunday was beautiful. Ooh. It was sunny nice so we're already winning (laughs) compared to what it had been and it was 60s maybe low 60s something like that either way it was sunny and it felt good I wore short sleeves and shorts and was fine nice yeah did you not wear short sleeves on your um 55 degree run no I wore long sleeves and shorts oh That's what I've been doing for the between 50 to 60 range Mm -hmm. because my arms get a lot colder than my legs. 
I feel like you get cold very easily because that I feel like that's a good temperature for still wearing shorts and short sleeve shirt because it is cool at first, but you warm up and then it feels like perfectly comfortable. <laughs> that's like perfect running weather to me. So Yeah, but I was going short too. So yeah. that's kind of been my thing too because I haven't been going for really more than three miles. Yeah. So, but yeah, I do get cold easily anyway. <laughs> and then I did five miles on Sunday. Ooh, five miles. Yes. There was... A lot of walking. I'm not going to lie, but that was more because I felt like walking at times than necessarily like I had to because I warmed. I did like a quarter mile warm up walk, which already put my pace screwy. Mm -hmm. But I had a couple miles, two and mile five were in the 11s. Nice. Yeah. So it wasn't I kind of did. It looks like I walked one, ran one, walked one and then ran two. We were, I was with a friend and we were just kind of going by feel and I was not worried about it. I just wanted to get out and do miles and put time on my feet. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. And then I had plans to run this week, but I am house sitting for a friend in an unfamiliar area and it's residential, but I'm just not really sure where to go. Mm-hmm. And then I got a UTI, and I don't feel comfortable running with that hmm. because all the sweat. And there's any number of things it could be. Like, I didn't shower immediately after my run on Sunday. Yeah. I did change, but I didn't shower. So it's just, I didn't, that happened Tuesday. Are you feeling better from it yet, or no? Uh, no, not great. Ugh. I'm not dying. Tuesday night... It was pretty bad. It happened in a couple of hours. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That's the worst. Oh, I hate that. Yes. So, and I was thinking about it. And I even Googled it today. I was like, can I run with it? Because it's got up to almost 70 today. And it was sunny. (laughs) It would have been good (laughs) running with her. I was like, "Hmm, I don't. And they basically said, no, don't. Yeah. So, that's what the Google says. Hmm. So, I will run I think when we're out of town this weekend in the UP, because it'll be pretty deserted, I'll bring my pepper spray with me because it's like on the Upper Peninsula, I guess, is pretty uninhabited. It's mostly foresty. Mm -hmm. Lots of trees. Does your guy run? No, he has from the military. He was in the Air Force. He has a sprained ACL. It's like a permanent grade two. And they said he has to be pretty careful with any kind of activities with his knee because he risks permanently tearing his ACL and requiring surgery. So right now he's fine to walk and he's fine to do light exercise, but he can't really sprint or run really hard because he'll risk tearing his ACL again Mm -hmm. or tearing it. So do you have any plans for what you want to do or are you just kind of, are you still like following a plan? No, I'm not following a plan. Okay. But I do want to get three runs in this coming week. So if I can get run one, one run in this weekend and then two more before the podcast, mm-hmm. I'll be happy. So maybe like Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope the weather's good and I hope you're feeling better. That's pretty rough. I don't envy you right now. So. 
A good job getting those runs in. That's awesome. Nice, solid, quick run after the podcast and then a five-miler. Getting some time on the feet. That's really great. Nice work, Megan. Um, I've had a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had a race. So that'll be fun to talk about. Going back to when we last recorded, I had taken Thursday off from running and had a had a terrible run on Wednesday. So Friday morning, I had no expectations, <laughs> but it actually felt really good. It was um, the easiest run that I've had since I've been on keto. It just felt really easy. I, I averaged just under 12 minutes per mile, so I wasn't going fast. I was just trying to like I said, go easy, but it just actually started to feel good, which is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) So that was nice. And then my next run was Saturday morning. Again, just doing another little short, easy run, another three miles. Um, And this one felt even better than the last one. It felt so easy and effortless. I averaged 11.56 my heart rate throughout the run was only 128 beats per minute. Dang. Which is really low for me. Um, So I normally average, well, since I've been on keto, I've been averaging like around 160, 170, whereas a normal aerobic run for me before keto was in like the 150s. So to be down to like 128 beats per minute, that shows you like how easy it actually was. So at that point, I'm like, I think I might be adapting to this keto thing, (laughs) Um, which made me feel really good about Sunday. So Sunday was the half marathon, Smutty Nose Rock Fest, my fifth time doing it. Got up super early. I think I woke up at three in the morning. What? Not not intentionally. It just, that's what time we get up sometimes (laughs) in our house. So yeah. And then, you know, the second I was awake and realized it was race day, there was no way I was getting back to sleep. Uh, I think I tried for maybe like a minute, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really giving it (laughs) a lot of effort. So um, got up, got ready. I ended up going by myself because, um, Anna had a job interview, so Jeff was bringing her to that. So I went down by myself. I brought my vest, my new hydration vest, and I brought my handheld bottle. So I was planning on using my handheld bottle at first, but I brought the vest in case I changed my mind, which I did. And I brought energy gels because I knew I was going to use them and salt and you know all my stuff I wore okay so race start 45 degrees so on the cooler side but not as cold as it has been in some past years at Rockfest so I was definitely wanting to be covered up so I did wear layers um you know, like I wore my running clothes and then I wore more layers over that I knew I wasn't going to wear during the race. But for the race itself, I was wearing long pants and a long shirt and my vest and, oh, compression socks. Because I've been liking those on my long runs for recovery because I really haven't had any issues or pains at all. And like my 20 miler went so well. And so I'm like, I'm just going to stick with the compression socks, whether they're helping or not, they're certainly not hurting. Um, and then I ended up deciding to wear the vest because then my hands would be free and it would keep me warm. 
So I dumped my handheld bottle into my bladder of my vest and wore the vest. And I got there pretty early this time because Smutty Nose Rock Fest has grown. Like every year it's bigger than the year before. This year there were 6,000 registered runners. Wow. For the half and the 5K. And so I'm like, I'm going to get there super early so I can park close to the race start. So I knew exactly where I was going to park because right there is where the race start is every year. I was like, yes, I got a plan. I'm a pro at this race. It's going to be awesome. So I, I got there early, got a prime spot and then went and I was like, well, I got some time to kill because I was there like an hour and a half early. So I went and got some coffee and just chilled out, posted pics. I took a picture of the sunrise on the beach, got my race bibs, got my new fleece. It's in a new color. It's like a greenish teal color. Um, And then I got in line for the porta potty and porta potty lines were kind of long and slowly moving. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get in line now and then I'll probably get in line again later. (laughs) Um, Went back to my car, put all my extra stuff in my car, hung out in my car for a little bit, again, still killing time. And then I'm thinking, all right, well, I, at this point, it's like half an hour before the start of the race. So I decide I'm going to warm up by running to the porta potties and get back in the porta potty line. I jogged to the porta potty line and oh my gosh, the lines were so much bigger than before. And there's like (laughs) 10 of 10 or 15 lines. And they're like, I don't know, a million people in each line. <laughs> I'm just like, this is ridiculous. All 6,000 people are in line for the porta potty right now. <laughs> like, it was crazy. And then they were making announcements, which was very helpful because they made an announcement that there was more porta potties over on the ocean side of the race course. And I was like, all right, fine. So I jumped out of the porta potty line and I ran, you know, more warm up mile t- time. Um, I ran over to those porta potties and those ones had long lines too. And I was like, no, I don't want to wait in the, I don't remember why I didn't wait in those ones, but I went back to the other ones or I just jogged around. I don't remember. Look, it was a, it was a cluster that morning. I was all over the place. I was, there was a lot of running around and whatnot. Eventually I got back in the porta potty line, the original line, and then they were making announcements. It's like, 15 minutes to the start of the race at this point and we're supposed to be in the corral 15 minutes before the start of the race and I'm like all right I'm at the back of this line um but I'm gonna wait it out because I had coffee I had water I have problems holding (laughs) things while I'm running I'm past a certain age where that's an issue for me sometimes so I'm like I have to use the porta potty So they start making announcements that, all right, if you're running the 5K, please let the half marathon runners ahead of you in your line so that they can get to their race start because the 5K wasn't starting until like 840 or whatever. Um, So when he made that announcement, I was like, all right, I'm going to ask people if I can cut in front of them. So I started asking people if they were 5K people and everybody was super nice and let me go ahead. So I got a lot quicker up to the start of the line got to the porta potty, relieved myself, and then ran to the race start, which by the way, they moved since the last time I did it. So it was not near my handy dandy parking spot at all. (laughs) It was a few blocks away. And I'm like jogging to the start of the race at 7.59 and the race is supposed to start at 8. Eventually I find my corral 
And by my corral, I mean the one that I randomly picked because I had no idea. I wasn't running by pace, so I didn't know what pace to go for. So I decided the way that the corrals were set up, it was like seven miles and faster and then seven to eight minute miles and then eight to nine minute miles and then nine to 10 and then 10 to 11. And then it was 11 and up. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get at the start of 11 and up, (laughs) right? So very last corral, but I'm at the front of it, if that makes sense. So I'm like, I don't know if I can sustain 11 minute miles, but we'll see. (laughs) So I get in line, they go through the national anthem and all that. The race starts and it was several minutes more before we even start moving (laughs) because holy cow, there's a lot of people in this race. Eventually... I actually get up to the start line and start running. And it was very congested at first. But I was like, fine, that'll keep me from going out too fast. So I just kind of jogged and kept, you know, with the people around me. And the first, I, what I remembered from the course was that the first um, couple of miles is like a loop that's done twice in town. And then we head north along the beach. And then we turn inland, do a loop, and then we head back out to the beach and then return the last like few miles to the race finish. So that's what I was expecting. (laughs) First couple miles go by, we go through the, the couple loops around town and then I'm getting ready to make my turn. And uh, by the way, no idea what pace I'm running, but it feels good. So I feel like it feels faster than I thought, but it doesn't feel hard. So I'm like, all right, this is good. I think it's probably under 12 minute miles, but I'm not worrying about that at all because I'm like, I'm not going to be concerned about my time or my speed, but I'm feeling good. Then I realize as we're ready to make the turn to head back along the ocean that we're not turning, we're going straight. And I'm like, all right, well, they changed something. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, well, let's see where this goes. Turns out it goes up over a bridge, which was a big bridge. And a bridge is another name for a hill. <laughs> um, yes. So we we go, and I'm still feeling good. So I'm taking it easy up the hill, feeling fine. Other people are starting to walk at this point, And I'm just like, nope, I'm good. Trucking along up over the hill, running down, loving, loving running down the bridge. That was fun. Um, and then I realized we're in Seabrook. Like we ran into the next town. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I was like, huh. And then I can't, I'm looking ahead and I still can't see a turnaround. So I'm like, all right, we're going to be running for a while. At this point, I was starting to think, are we running into Massachusetts? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like we're doing run for the border right now. But eventually we did turn around. And then, oh, guess what? We get to run back up and over the bridge again. (laughs) What? I know, right? So I thought you said this was a flat race. It was a flat race before. <laughs> I don't know why they randomly decided to give us a hill at mile three, but that's what happened, and we get to go over it twice. Um, but again, I'm still feeling good, so I got okay. this. So I get to oh, and I took an energy gel before the start of the race. I didn't mention that, but I did take one at, before the start. Um, and then mile four was when I was going to take my next or four and a half. So coming down over the bridge, we hit mile four and then we're heading back out onto the ocean. And that's like another mile until like we get to like where the ocean is. And that's like around mile five. So like four and a half, I took my energy gel and that was good. And I was still feeling good. And it was amazing. I just, I just was 
was going. I was feeling good and I was going faster than I th- thought or expected. And and I'm, I'm already at mile five and I feel good. And I was like, oh, this is this is good. <laughs> um, there was a, a guy was holding up a sign. There was so much support like along that stretch of the ocean. The guy was holding up a sign that had like emoji faces, like smiley faces from like sad, grumpy face up to happy face with like numbers next to them, like uh, zero through 10 or whatever. Right. And it's like, what, basically, like, what number do you feel right now? And I just looked at the guy, gave him a big grin and held up like two zeros in my hands. Like, I feel awesome. Because that's how I felt. I was just like, I'm flying. I'm feeling good. Um, So somewhere between then and mile six, the wheel started falling off. (laughs) Because it it just, it just was, I was starting to feel it. Like my back has been occasionally achy on long runs and usually it doesn't really bother me until like 12 or 15 miles into the run. But here I am at mile six and my back's starting to bug me and I'm like, well, that's no fun. Um, But I'm doing good. And at this point, because we're on the ocean, I'm doing that thing that I do at Rockfest where I'm trying to draft off other runners, but they're not really running in groups and they're not really running my speed. Like I, I have to like run to catch up to someone. And then once I catch up to them, they're going like slow. And then I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't working. So I'm just trying to like keep moving along and, you know, like prevent too much wind. It wasn't super windy, but we just, you always get a breeze off the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I keep moving along and I realize, oh, we're still going straight. Cause at this point, like we're on the beach for quite a while, a couple miles or a few miles and we're still, you know, I'm still just trying to like hide behind other runners basically. And I'm like, I feel like we should turn now to go inland and get the shady part. Cause, oh, by the way, it was warmed up to 55 and the sun was on us. So I was feeling pretty warm. <laughs> um, and I was wearing a long sleeves, long pants and a vest, which I wish that I had worn less clothing because I was really feeling warm. But no, we weren't turning inland yet. We kept running out some more and we started to get the returning runners heading towards the finish, which was exciting. So I saw like the the guy that was in the lead. He was heading right towards us and no one was clapping. So I just start clapping, right? Like loudly, like, hey guys, come on. So everybody starts clapping and cheering for the guy. And then the the a couple more guys come through and then the the lead woman comes through and so I'm like hooting and hollering for her like getting into it because at this point I'm trying to ignore the fact that this is starting to get hard and that I have to like keep running (laughs) so I'm just like trying to distract myself with other people um eventually we reach the point where we turn inland but just before that I see Amy because she's on her way back like towards the finish. So I was like, hey, Amy. And I give her a high five and she says something. And I don't hear her. So I just wave to her and and then turn off into the like the inland part. But it's still not shady yet. It's still like hot. <laughs> um, run a little bit longer. And then this is probably like mile eight or so, I think. Um, eight and a half. And then finally it gets shady. And then there's another little hill very small hill, but I'm like, all right, it's mile nine. I got to take my gel. So I decide to walk up the hill while I take my gel because I'm, I'm starting to feel it and I could use a little walk break. So that's my first walk break, mile nine. Took my energy gel, start running again. 
and we're running in a residential area and it starts to look familiar again. Like I kind of remember this. So it's, it's like a little bit of what we did before on the course, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely losing. (laughs) I'm losing the easy feeling. Things are hurting. For some reason, my right side, like my right IT band, the top of my hip, somewhere in there is just, it's not good. And I'm trying to ignore it and like run through it because I know sometimes I get hip flexor pain on long runs, or at least I did towards the beginning of my marathon training. Like lately, like my long runs have been great. So I'm like, I don't know what this is or why this is happening now because things have been going so well. But I try to not focus on that and just focus on um, continuing to run. And eventually we get back onto the beach and heads down that final stretch from mile 10 to 13 to the end of the race that we got those three miles on the beach. So those those are the toughest miles of the race because it's sunny, it's warm, it's a long stretch of road, and we get the wind coming off the ocean. It's just hard, and I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm, I'm trying to tell myself, you know, to push through. I think I made it to like... 10 and a half before I took another walk break. And at that, that I, I had been trying so hard to keep myself going, but I'm like, I'm not gonna like force it. And I, and I could see, even though I couldn't see my pace, I could tell my heart rate was spiking on my watch. So I'm like, I'm going to walk again. So that was my second walk break. And then I, I am pretty sure I started running again before mile 11 and I decided from then on, I'm like, I'm just going to run. I don't care how much pain I'm in. I'm, I'm going to finish this. I'm at least going to jog it if I have to. So I did continue to run at the end of the race. I definitely felt a lot of pain on my right side and my back was bothering me. Um, a lot of people were, a lot of other people were struggling. Um, you know, those last few miles of a half marathon can be like that. And we, I get to the 12 mile marker and I'm like, we did it guys, 12 miles, just one more mile to go. So I'm like trying to cheer on other people, even though I'm in a lot of pain, like, uh, maybe I can make them feel better if I can make myself feel better, but I keep pushing. And then I realize I look down at my watch and I realize that I'm on pace to finish under 2.30. If I keep running, I can finish under 2.30, which I did not think was possible. Like, you remember me talking last week. I said I thought I'd get under 3, but not under 2.30. Well, I I could see the time on my watch, even though I couldn't tell how long I'd been running. Like, I saw the clock, and I'm like, I can do this. So at that point, like, all of a sudden, I was running. (laughs) Um... You know, the finish line was just ahead and I was I was holding on and giving it everything because of like, I want to do that. I want to finish under 2.30 if I can. So um, I did manage to pick it up in the finish shoot. I even passed some people because I was like, I'm just going to screw them. This is my race. Like, I'm just going to go for it. Um, and I finished. I didn't know what my exact finish time was, but according to my watch, it was 2.27.03. And I was so happy with that. Like, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I was with that. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Crazy good. Yeah. I'm really happy. And then I went back and looked at my splits afterward because, of course, super curious. Um, So the first mile was 11.25 pace. The next three miles were all under 11 minutes. (laughs) 
So 1052, 1057, 1057. And then every mile I had was under 12 minutes. I didn't run a single mile 12 minutes or over. They were all in the 11s or 10s. So I was just like super happy. I have not been running that fast. I've been running like 12, 13 minute miles in training for the most part or just under 12. Somebody got fat adapted. (laughs) Well, and I don't think the sugar that I took during the race hurt at all. (laughs) Well, that too. Um, Yeah. So I averaged 11.15 pace to run 227. And my my exact finish time was 227 on the dot. So I was really happy with that. After the race... I looked around for any familiar faces, but I didn't see anyone, even though I knew a few people that were going to be there. I didn't see anyone. I decided not to stick around for the after party for the beers and the clam chowder and the lobster roll. What? That's like the best part. Because I don't, I want to stay in ketosis. So all the sugar I took in during my run, I burned off while I was running. I don't want to not be fat adapted for the marathon. So I gave away my food and beer tickets and I left and went to find a restaurant where I could get some breakfast food, like eggs and bacon. And after some time and some looking, I finally found one that wasn't completely packed. Had a delicious giant scrambled egg thing with like all kinds of meat in it. It was so good. So that really hit the spot. And then I had to go to work because we had an in-service training. So luckily we didn't have to do any swimming or diving in the pool. It was all just sitting around talking kind of meeting, which was good because I didn't want to do any more exercise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I was really happy with how that came out. And I realized when I opened my Strava, it was, um, you know how it gives you like your, um, your achievements and segments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It had a couple different times. So I clicked on it and then I, the last time I did this race was in 2017 and I ran faster this past weekend than I did in 2017 when I had been training for Bay State. I had to like go back and actually listen to that race recap because I'm like, what the hell happened there? Um, That was a hard listen. I started crying in the middle of that race recap. That was not a good one because I started out really fast or or tried to. I was like running in the 10 minute mile range, um, but really fell apart. And at about the same place in the race had that horrible pain on my right side. It was like exactly what I remembered. I don't know what it is about that race course. I feel like it has to do with the way that we're running on the left side of the road and it's on cambered roads that that just that angle is like really bad for my right side. One of my legs is slightly longer than the other and I feel like maybe it just puts more pressure on my IT band than running on flat road or running on the right side of the road because there are other races I've done where you're mostly on the right side of the road and I haven't had that same issue. But yeah, I actually ran in 2017, I ran 2.30 and 59 seconds, something like that. So I finished like three or four minutes faster than I did then when I was in better actual fitness. So that I think was pretty cool. (laughs) Anyway, I, I felt like I was able to run it better. I'm just, I'm happy with it. I, it made me think a lot about you know, what I want to do for the marathon. And I'm, I definitely am going to 
have my pace visible on my watch for the marathon because I know now that I don't want to run faster than 11 minute miles. I don't want to go out too hard. And I feel like it puts me at just over five hours finishing time. But I, I think that I could get under five if I paced myself well, because I didn't pace myself well for this one. <laughs> Yes. The like miles two through four were all like under 11. And I feel like if I had stayed above 11, it would have been more consistent. So I, I, I that's what I'm thinking about Bay State. My main goal is to finish. What I hope to achieve and what I think I can, che- can achieve is to beat my first marathon time, which is five hours and 17 minutes. Pretty sure I can do that. And then the dream <laughs> would be to finish under five, you know, if all goes well. So that's what I got in mind. I, f- I feel like that's pretty realistic. Since the race, I took, what did I do? That was Sunday. Monday, I took off rest day, which was well needed because I was very sore. My quads were so sore. I was not walking well. And I've been pretty sore the whole week. So my quads were sore the first couple days, and then my hamstrings and my glute have been bothering me. So Tuesday, I did a short run, which was just about three miles. Took it nice and easy, average 11.58. I didn't say anything about that run, so I don't know. Um, I don't remember it being terrible. And then on Tuesday afternoon, or sorry, later Tuesday morning, I did another two miles with Bianca really easy. And that was, it was a lot harder even though we were going slower. And I feel like it's harder for me to run slower because I'm more efficient running right around 11, 12 minute miles. So when I slow down like that, I feel like it uses a lot more energy, if that makes sense. But it was fine, no problems. And then on Wednesday, I wanted to try for kind of a longer run. At this point, I'm 10 days out from the marathon on Wednesday. And I'm thinking, you know, if I can have just one last good workout before the marathon, that'll give me 10 days to recover. Um, So I was hoping for about seven or eight miles. I went out and I was just, it was a slog fest. It was so awful. I just, I was sore. I I didn't feel bad. I just felt kind of sore. My hamstring had been kind of tight that morning. And then after the run, felt a lot worse. I ended up doing just under seven miles, averaging 12.44, taking it really easy. And that was the last run that I did because today I got up and my hamstring and my glute are both bothering me and like kind of like that hip where it was bothering me during the race just all in that area it's like at first I thought it was like my hip flexor because I felt more near the front of my hip or maybe my IT band kind of like on the side but it kind of like radiates around so it starts in the front and like sometimes I'll feel it like towards the back of my hip like into my glute and then hamstring too so it's kind of like all in that area so I, I really can't pinpoint what it is I just know that it's mad. And so I didn't run today. Anna and I went to the gym and I just stuck to upper body exercises and some core work. And that was fine. Um, But even today at the pool, just walking around the pool is still hurting a little bit. So 
I'm not liking that. Um, I don't, I'm not feeling good about that. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I, you know, I've got a week and some change to recover <laughs> for the marathon, but I shouldn't have to be recovering right now. So I, I feel like probably shouldn't have run Rockfest as hard as I did which it didn't feel hard at the time. It just felt hard to keep going at the end. You know what I mean? But I think because I was just like, screw the pain, I'm going to do this, you know? I think that that might be where I went wrong (laughs) at the end of the race, where I'm just like, all right, I'm going for this. Whereas in the past, I would have just been like, no, this hurts, I'm going to walk. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. I had made plans to run eight miles with Amy on the hills in Newmarket tomorrow morning, but that is not happening. I already canceled with her. I'm like, I can't, with what's going on with my hamstring, I, I can't even begin to run those hills. So um, so if I'm feeling up to it tomorrow, I will run something short and flat, but probably won't. I don't think I'm going to run tomorrow. Um, don't I hope, run tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, it's... See, that's the thing. I can't tell if it's just muscle soreness or if something's pulled because it doesn't, I really wasn't concerned that I was injured until like today because I'm like, oh, this is still a thing, huh? Have you taken an Epsom salt bath? No, I don't have any, but yeah, I should get some. Certainly couldn't hurt. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about it. Like it doesn't feel like anything severe. It doesn't feel like a strain. So I think as long as I take it easy, I will run if and only if I don't feel any pain walking around or whatnot. And if I start to feel pain running, then I'm going to stop. I'd hope to get like an eight mile long run in this week. The run that I planned for tomorrow would have been my basically my long run for this weekend. But I'll see Saturday or Sunday, probably Sunday if I'm feeling up for a long run. But if not, I'm just going to have to rest and hope for the best (laughs) one week till Bay State and uh it's happening I don't care what my butt has to say about it I'm I'm doing it (laughs) yell at your butt (laughs) yeah it's fine I'm sure it's gonna be fine it really doesn't feel like anything serious so if anything it's like I've had you know I always get this feeling during taper of like I'm not doing enough but also I've done too much and I'm falling apart. So I just got to recover and take it easy. And um, it's going to be okay. And the work that I put in is either enough or it's not. And nothing I could do at this point is going to change it. So that's where I'm at. Um, My plan is to just try and enjoy the race. You know, just run it as easily as I can, doing as well as I can, and enjoy it. So... I'm excited. We have a hotel in um, Kelmsford or Tewksbury. I can't remember which town it's in, but um, it's like a 15-minute drive from the race start, and there's an expo, and I think I get a long sleeve tech shirt, so that'll be cool, and Bay State always has a great medal, and I told myself if I run this marathon, then I'm going to have a pie. <laughs> I'm just What gonna kind pu- of pie? I don't know. Pro- peach if I can find one. That's hard right now, this time of year up here. But that's that's my preferred pie. But, I mean, I love any pie. So, probably the first pie I can get my hands on. <laughs> I bet you they probably doing good fresh apple pies right now. Apple pie, yep. 
Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Or pump, I, I could go for a pumpkin. I mean, after a marathon, I'd pretty much eat any pie. So, <laughs> but now I want pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I saw a thing I posted on Facebook. There's a donut and hard cider festival in Boston the day before the marathon. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in Massachusetts. Maybe I swing by there. But I haven't decided yet if I want a carb load or not. So I don't know. I don't know yet, but man, does that look tempting because I love donuts and I really like hard cider now, <laughs> now that I've yes. tried it. Yes. So that's pretty tempting. We'll see. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Plan for this week is, like I said, just trying to take it easy. I want to run if and when I can, just so I don't lose all of my fitness. <laughs> um, to keep things loose, I don't know. Just because I'm, I'm already getting paranoid that it's going that I'm lost everything. So, you know, I ran 20 miles the week before Smutty Nose, and then I I can't get through the half marathon without walking. Like that's frustrating because I can do this. Like I could I could do this. Why did I not do it? And I and it's just it's that thing with my hip. I don't know. Yeah, you were hurt. It's not yeah. like you just chose to walk like I do. You didn't just go, oh, I don't feel like running anymore. Let's walk. Which, to be honest, is half my runs lately. I could continue to run. I'm just like, meh. Walking sounds better right now. Let's do that. <laughs> and because I'm not really training for anything, I'm not making myself do it. Right. I, I guess it just, it just felt like I should have been able to do it. Even, okay. Yeah. But... There's no should haves. And your should have did not account for the fact that your hip hurt and you have a marathon in two weeks. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm, you know, I really am happy with Smutty Nose regardless. I only walked twice. Yes. So that's and not bad. you got under 230. Yes. 227. <laughs> yes. I'm We're happy seeing with that. like marathon training times again. Yeah. All right. Well, I am excited to have a marathon coming up. I am more excited to be running consistently and regularly and to not be injured. I'm not injured. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to continue running after the marathon. And I'm excited to become more fat adapted and better running. Um, That episode that I listened to that was my last Smutty Nose in 2017, we had on Evelyn from This Runner Loves Purple. Yes. Do you remember yes. that? Um, yeah. And we had her on and she was talking about how she was running on keto and hitting all these personal best times. And I'm just like, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> it was like so nice to listen to that because I'm like, yes, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm struggling so much on my runs right now, you know, and hopefully it'll pay off. So that was my recap of Smutty Nose Rock Fest Half Marathon, number five for me, that race. I have three different colored fleeces. Ethan has one of my other fleeces. <laughs> and then the first year I did it, they didn't give out a fleece. What three color fleeces do you have? So I have a purple. I have the bluish like turquoise color that I got in 2017 and then I have the greener teal color it's like a jade green um 
So it's pretty. Yeah, so this year they were giving out dark purple and that teal. Like, I thought it was only going to be dark purple. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to have two purple. But when they said, all right, do you want purple or teal? I was like, teal! <laughs> I was so excited for teal. And then the one that I gave Ethan was a medium um, royal blue color, I think. Oh, yeah. that's a nice color, too. They have good colors. Yeah. I saw someone wearing a gray one. That must have been the 2018 color because... I didn't, it was never offered a gray. More um, gray. Fleece. Yeah. Sue heard me when we did Pumpkin Man complaining about gray race shirts. Yeah. My entire season this year, all three triath well, two triathlons and another race I did, I ended up with gray shirts. I guess we do gray because it's like neutral. That would be my guess. But all my shirts were women's fit. So yeah. to me, it was just really silly because like Pumpkin Man was not a gender neutral shirt pumpkin man doesn't usually get like my other pumpkin man shirt is a hot pink tank top like it's very different so i don't know why they went with gray yeah i love i love my pumpkin man tank top it's awesome so i like even the shirt too it's really soft i've worn it since then and i love soft shirts i was just like gray because i did the other triathlon and it was gray (laughs) one i did earlier in the season it had a i don't know I have a bright blue tech shirt, Mm -hmm. but other than that, it's just been gray. So I was just sad about it. I was a little bit salty because I got all gray again, but so I want color. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I have very bright running clothes, but all of my, like, I swear like 90% of my wardrobe that's not running clothes gray various shades of gray, (laughs) so much gray. (laughs) Like when I was working in the gyms, I wore a lot of gray, but also like at the pool now, I have like five different gray tank tops and then like a gray hoodie and then my bottoms are gray. <laughs> and then like my dress, cl- I have a lot of like gray sweaters. <laughs> I don't know why. I just have, I wear a lot of gray, but all my running clothes are very brightly colored. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, where were we at? Of oh, the races. Yeah. So I think that's it for our running for this week. Do you want to do some Run-A-Girl recommends? Yes. All right. All right, Megan, I will let you go first. What is your recommend this week? My recommend is the best Epsom salt I have tried. And I say this because I am now having tried five different bags of Epsom salt, at least. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I like baths which is I never did. And then um, especially running lately. And now that I have the clawfoot tub, I really like baths. Mm -hmm. But the one I use is Dr. Teal's soaking solution in wellness therapy with rosemary and mint. It's like in a blue bag. Nice. Rosemary and mint. Do you like that? Yes. I don't like eating rosemary or mint, realistically. But in the soaking salt, it's not overpowering and I can definitely feel it on my muscles more. Nice. And it is made for eases aches and soreness from muscle pains, helps promote healing and well-being and comforts and relaxes tired, overworked muscles, which running definitely does all of those. Yes. And I don't know, my baths are however long I feel like. Sometimes they're really long. Sometimes I stay there until the water gets cold. (laughs) Sometimes I refill the tub a couple times or I add more warm water to it. And sometimes it's only like 25 minutes. 
So it just depends. But I have noticed my calves are a lot less sore since I've been soaking more, especially with Epsom salt. Nice. Yes. So I used to get constant calf soreness and now I almost never get it. So it's my favorite thing. Awesome. That's cool. No, I don't use um, Epsom salts very much. I have in the past, but yeah, I guess I don't really make it a thing to do that. I'm going to have to check that out. Dr. Teal's, huh? Yes. It's a decent sized bag. I also don't measure. I think they have a specific measurement, but I just, it says two cupfuls. I don't ever do that. I just kind of pour some in the tub until it looks fine. <laughs> it's not, It might be a cup, but I really don't measure. I just kind of put some in there and not the whole bag. So it lasts me a while. Nice. Awesome. Um, my recommend this week is... Okay, it's kind of, it's not really a running thing, but it kind of is. So it's a fabric dye. It's called Rit Dye More. And it's a formula of Rit clothing dye that you can use on synthetic fabrics. Ooh. And the reason why I am recommending it is because I had this long-sleeved running shirt that I got years ago from Old Navy that I have just worn the crap out of. It's so durable and it's so great and it's so comfortable and it fits me so well. It's like my favorite long-sleeved running shirt, but the color has just faded. It was it used to be like a bright yellow, almost like a yellowish green. I'd like to show you a picture. All right, I'm going to send you a picture of the original shirt. When it was in its glory days. So I love this shirt, but it, oh my God, the color has seen much better days. It's not as bright and lovely yellow as it used to be. It had faded to like a really dingy, kind of almost yellow color, just really gross looking. But I loved the shirt. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dye it a new color. So originally I was looking at neon yellows or lime greens, but then I decided I'm going to go for something a little different and I picked a teal color. So it actually worked really well on the yellow. It came out a little greener than the dye like should have been because I also dyed like a white, I had a white tank top that I dyed also um, just to see like, you know, just to have one more teal shirt while I had the cool dye. And the the tank top came out more of a blue shade, whereas the long sleeve tech shirt came out more of a green shade. But I'm going to send you the shirt now so you can see the difference in color. Also, your picture from Rockfest that you posted on Instagram. Yeah. This week's so pretty. Oh, yeah, this is that shirt. Yeah. It looks so much better. <laughs> That's a pretty color. Yes. So unfortunately, I forgot I was going to take a before picture so you could see the faded color of the shirt. But, you know, it was gross looking. But yeah, now it's a beautiful new teal color. And the shirt itself, like in really good shape, like there was no reason for me to throw it out. So I'm really glad that I bought the dye and dyed it. it was super easy. It only took like a half an hour. It soaked up the color really quickly. And then I just washed it and then wore it on my next run. 
And it's good. So definitely recommend if you have some old running clothes that you don't want to throw away, but you want to breathe some new life into, check out the Rit Dye More for synthetic fabrics. Did you put it into a bucket? Yeah, we have a big stock pot. Because yeah, you have to, um, with the synthetic dye, you have to like boil it while you're dyeing it. So I had it on a stock pot on my um, burner, my stove. Oh, okay. And the the stitching of the shirt that I dyed, it stayed like neon yellow. <laughs> I guess like the whatever the material was, it didn't take to the dye as easily the the material used in the stitching. So it's got a nice contrast to it. It's like the neon yellow on the teal. I like it. It's pretty cool looking. Yes, you can't even tell you dyed the shirt. It looks like it was made that way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that is my recommend for this week. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Okay. Her name is Kat, and she did a fast run today. It was supposed to be an easy run, but she was having some anxiety because her kitty was at the vet, and he's been having some problems. I guess he's got a heart murmur. And arrhythmia. Oh. I know. So she was just worried. So she went on a run and she ended up with anxiety and ran really fast. And she says, whoopsie. That's what she titled <laughs> the run because it was supposed to be 1145. And the first two miles were at a 1023 pace. <laughs> and then the second were a little bit faster than that. The second two miles. After she stopped, 9.30 were the second. So her easy run was not so easy, but I was just proud of her for running with the anxiety and not just being like, it's okay, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. And I was super excited because North Carolina finally got fall a little bit. (laughs) So everybody down there is happy. It's been, I think, in the 70s versus 95. So everybody there is super happy to be outside that's awesome yeah they're in the 70s for a little bit at least (laughs) because even i think monday it was still 95 wow yeah i was like oh that's i feel bad for you guys sorry but they'll be saying the same thing in like a month when it starts snowing (laughs) and they're still in the 60s So I was just super proud of Kat for getting out there and running with the anxiety. And I hope her kitty cat's okay. Yeah. Great job, Kat. And good luck for your kitty cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that wraps things up this week. So, wait. Yes. I think that wraps things up for this week. (laughs) So, Megan, what are you going to do, let's see, three times in the next week? I'm going to get outside and run. Yeah, you are. And I'm going to... Or gonna... inside and run. Huh? Either way. Or inside and run. Yeah. That's another option. Um, I might run. I'll, I'll probably run. We'll see. <laughs> but by the time that I'm talking to you again, I will have run a marathon. So... This will be number four? Five. Number five? Yep. Third time running Bay State. First was Maine Coast, and then Flying Pig was the last one. You've done so many marathons. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, 
it's kind of no big deal now. (laughs) (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Still a big deal. Everybody make a big deal. (laughs) Okay, really big deal. So I'm going to be cheering for you. I'm going to look for all your pictures Mm -hmm. next Sunday. I'm going to follow you. Okay. Uh, Oh, but how could we not talk about Chicago, Sue? Oh, yeah. So Chicago's this weekend, and Mo is running. And by the way, he won Chicago last year, which, by the way, we never even discussed that last year. So I'm super excited for him this weekend. And he's, he's just in really good shape. He just won the Great North Run, which is a half marathon in Great Britain, and ran like 59 minutes. So he's in really good shape right now. That's freaking amazing. Yes. I know Kipchoge's going for breaking two and he thinks he can do it. Yeah. He's, I think that's in Vienna though, not Chicago. Okay. So he's going for it in Vienna. Vienna. Yeah. Oh, and I saw Brittany runs a marathon, the movie. Yes. How did you like it? I cried so much. Me too. I did not expect to. I went in like, oh, it won't, you know, affect me that much. And then I was like, oh, this is that I'm just like tearing up. And I have an even stronger, renewed desire to run New York City one day. I know. Doesn't it look amazing? Yes. And I know with like there's a whole mess with it being 50,000 runners, but it's like 50,000 runners in a whole city who care about 50,000 runners Mm -hmm. all day long. I think big races can be fun. Like, yeah, they can be a hassle. But for a race like that, that you're going to remember for the rest of your life, totally worth it, right? I think so. Yeah. It's also 2,000 feet of elevation gain plus. 2,000? Yeah, something like It's like over 1,500. Wow. Because all the bridges, you go over like five. Yeah. I go over three for base state and one of them twice <laughs> but i don't think they're as big as the new york bridges <laughs> pretty sure they're oh, not as big as like so, george washington bridge or the what is it the verrazano yes yeah that one's a big one too <laughs> so cool though yes so that's why i want to go I want to do it and see all of York. Well, I do too. So let's both, let's do that one sometime, shall we? <laughs> yes. We'll just hopefully get into the lottery the same year. We could do charity. Maybe. That would be, um, I think that one's probably one of the most expensive charities to do though. But hey, listeners, you'll support us, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure something out. <laughs> yes. There's no way we're qualifying, so. <laughs> no, no, no desire to qualify. Yeah, that one's harder to qualify for than Boston. Yeah, no, no desire. I'm good. Yep. All right. Well, as we were saying, go outside and run, right? Yes. Yes. With all that inspiring information. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.